Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Crash Course Podcast. I'm Cody. Shortly, Solly and Ben are going to be jumping on to talk about a little talked about private club in the Sand Hills of North Carolina, and that's Country Club in North Carolina. CCNC, as it's primarily called, is the host of this year's U.S. Junior Amateur. It's taking place in July. CCNC is a 36-hole facility with the Dogwood Course and Cardinal Course. So, Ellis Maples originally designed the Dogwood Course, opening in 1963 with William Byrd. 2016, Chris Spence came in, did some uh, renovation work, primarily bringing back Ellis's original design concepts, as well as resurfacing the putting surfaces to champion Bermuda. The Cardinal Course is a William Byrd and Robert Trent Jones design, originally opened nine holes of it in 1970 and then completed the final nine in 1981. What I love most about CCNC is its long history with the USGA and its dedication to amateur golf. It's hosted multiple USGA championships. None of the big tournaments like the US Open like you would get at Pinehurst or down at Pine Needles, but you've had multiple match plays to US amateurs to this year's US Junior Amateur. And phenomenal champions that you've had come out of there from Jack Nicholas to Ben Crenshaw, Hal Sutton, as well as Webb Simpson. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays this year for the junior round. They're playing both courses. Very excited about that. The other great thing about CCNC and, and personal for me is their tradition to supporting the military. A lot of people don't realize this, but Pinehurst, Southern Pines area is a military town with Fort Bragg, probably on the eastern side, northeast side of town. CCNC always does everything possible, not only to support military and veterans, but they offer separate membership categories for active duty members that live in the community. As always, the Crash Course podcast and Crash Course video series is presented by Cooper Tires. I want to talk about Big Randy's game for a minute. You know the little bump shots he hits from just off the green? That hybrid might seem like an obvious idea now. Who wouldn't want the best parts of a long iron and a fairway wood mixed together? But before the first hybrid clubs went onto the market 20 years ago, somebody had to invent that. And that's what Cooper has done with its new Discoverer Rugged Trek truck tire. Combining the improved grip and aggressive look of an off-road tire with a smooth, quiet ride of a road tire. The Rugged Trek is a hybrid that gives you the best of both worlds. It's an invention so good that in another 20 years, it'll just seem so obvious. All Cooper tires are backed by a limited warranty, a 45-day test drive warranty, and select products are backed by Treadwear mileage warranty, helping to give you confidence on the road. For complete product and warranty details, please visit www.coopertires.com or www.coopertires.ca. And remember, go with the Coopers. Folks, welcome back to another episode of the Crash Course Podcast. Solly here, joined by my good friend, Ben Hotailing. Uh, ben and I got a chance to play the Dogwood Course at Country Club of North Carolina uh, in Pinehurst area a couple last month, I guess it would be. Ben, what's going on, buddy? Doing great, Solly. Just got back from Chambers Bay. Been on a little bit of a heater here recently. It's been, been good, but uh, really looking forward to relive our experience at Country Club of North Carolina. 
So I got to admit, between Carolina Country Club, Charlotte Country Club, and Country Club of North Carolina, I was kind of confused going, you know, before this trip as to where where was, you know, where all these courses were. I mean, listen, Charlotte Country Club is pretty obvious, but I didn't know if any of the other Carolina clubs were in Charlotte or whatnot. I now know that Country Club of North Carolina is in Pinehurst and couldn't be much closer to Pinehurst. I thought we kind of would have a little bit of a drive to it, but gosh, it really is right around the corner. It is a private golf course with 36 holes. Uh, we're going to talk about the Dogwood course today. They also have the Cardinal course, uh, which we have not gotten to play with yet, but I think I think we can definitively say, gosh, we would love to revisit this place and go see the Cardinal course. Is that fair to say? Absolutely, without a doubt. I mean, it was so pure. It felt like um it felt like pinehurst golf it definitely had that uh that feel but they were championship courses i I mean i guess i haven't seen you know cardinal as you mentioned but dogwood was was absolutely a a championship golf course through and through so um would love to go see what the the cardinal has to has to offer as well so i gotta admit i'm maybe a you know a snob in the way that when i hear opening in 1963 uh i my alarm bells kind of go off a little bit just because that's a strong Robert Trent Jones era of golf, and I, I, there's not a ton of golf courses from that era that I'm, I'm dying to play or that really pique my architectural interest. Uh, so I was a, just worried, I guess, a little bit going into that in terms of what we had, our, had on our hands. But as you mentioned, uh, and I'm going to talk some about, we're going to talk a lot about just the, the overall golf course, but first from a conditioning standpoint, they got Zoysia there. They got Zeon Zoysia Fairways. It's the only Zoysia course in the Sand Hills. Um, and they've got this champion ultra dwarf Bermuda grass greens that if I, I'm struggling to think of Bermuda greens that I've putted on that are better than these. Do you have any that come to mind? No. I mean, frankly, I haven't played nearly as much Bermuda as you have, but these were, I mean, they were pool tables. They were absolutely firm, fast. The grain was there. I don't know. I, I guess I don't totally remember. Were we playing a lot of grain out there? No, no, there was not much grain. I mean, they were, they were rolling about 13, at least it felt like. And when it, mm-hmm. when there's that little grass on them, the grain's just not going to grab it. And earlier in the day, the grain's not really going to be there, but it was good. It was tough to tell when it's shaved that tight, it's hard to even go up to the cup line and see which way the grain is going. And that's kind of what I remember is like, gosh, right. wh- which way is the grain even going here? So yeah, I don't remember playing a lot of grain, um, but gosh, and I know it was updated in 2016. Architect Chris Spence was brought in uh, for renovation. Uh, the goal was to update the course, maintaining much of the elements of Ellis Maple's original de- uh, design with Willard Bird. Uh, it's, I forget if I mentioned it's host of the U.S. Juniors this year uh, was kind of a, another reason why we wanted to wanted to check it out. We played the Gold Tees, 6,900 yards, 73.1 rating, and 131 on the slope. And I, I I'll say. Just off the bat, it's not a, I wouldn't call it a wide course, but I wouldn't say it strangles you off the tee. Is that fair to say? Totally. There was plenty of space out there, but you had to be precise. There was no ifs, ands, or buts about that. It uh, definitely required some thoughtful ball striking off the tee uh, and into the greens. But um, gosh, besides that, that, you know, one golf ball that we lost, um, that I lost trying to hit a a big hook, I can't think of any other balls that that we, we were done with it was it was pretty wide open um you know in those landing areas and if you were smart but it definitely choked you out if you were trying to get aggressive yeah I mean it kind of almost encouraged you to take less than driver but in a fun way it wasn't like I I just hate playing golf where it's like penal penal on both sides right there was definitely incentive to hit the ball accurately and straight but 
you could get creative on some of your lines. You could kind of tend, you know, trend towards one side or lean towards one side of the rough that you wanted to be on, come in with a certain angle or a safe play away from something. And that is that's engaging, I find. I mean, you're you're trying to it's also the first time playing a course and you I would we I think we would both play a couple holes differently having seen mm-hmm. it, but you know, with some clubs that we took off the tees, but I'm thinking of the uh, fourth hole, the par four, uh, where you're hitting a. I think we. I think I ended up hitting three wood, and in hindsight, I wish I'd hit driver to go over uh, the bunkers that kind of protect the right side. But there was water left, and I didn't know where that came in. And just trying to find a balance of all those things is kind of the the process you go through on a on a hole by hole basis. That, uh, yeah, again, that it would be good to see again, but. I don't know. And the second hole really stuck out to me too. It was a it's a par four that has a, a dog legs to the left and it's got like a dip from the tee back down up to the fairway, and you just got to get your you got to get your club and your line, you know, right. You got to get both of those right. It's not just grab driver and, and pound it right down the fairway. You're kind of coming into that fairway with a little bit of an angle, and you got to get the number right. And again, it's not like death on either side. You're not going to lose a ball if you miss it, but you just really want to find that fairway. And I, that's the stuff I find fun. Yeah, that angle was so interesting. If I could hit a, a very consistent draw, that had to have looked you know, fantastic. But it moved so much right to left at the at the dog leg that um, your distance control was just as, if not more, important than you know your trajectory and line. So, no, I totally agree with you. It was extremely engaging. It was uh, uh, it was interesting. It was almost a little bit of a um, deception. I don't know if you felt that way. I know, I know that you didn't quite carry the, the bunkers at the dog leg, but, um, you know, mine went deep through on a similar line and yours, you know, ended up in the, the bunkers, which were you know significantly short. So, um, yeah, it was, it was very deceiving, but, uh, really made you think and, and really made you want to hit a very specific golf shot. I could see that being one that, uh, really would be different to watch the pros hit versus uh, you and I going into the bunker and then proceeding to hit one into the, the trees behind. Right. It, you know, it's asking you a question here. Can you, you, but you could hit driving iron off of, you could hit a long iron off the tee if you wanted to just play it straight up that fairway. Or if you're trying to cheat at least a little bit of it, you could take more club. Uh, and that, that's kind of what I, what I like, right? It's not forcing your hand here. You have some options as to what you want to do, but none of them are really feel that comfortable. But, um, I'd say overall the golf course, I wouldn't say it's really full of standout holes. I think it adds up to a great experience by the end of the round, but there's not really a lot of holes or features out there that are going to blow you away. So I, I, I don't, that's not a slight on the course. I just, it's always hard to, you know, separate out the golf courses that blow your mind and ones that you just think are very, very good experiences. And I, I this is, I would not put this in the mind blowing experience, but just, overall pleasant and walked off the golf course wanting to play it again how how do how does how does the way you feel compared to that I, I totally agree I think that the ones that truly stand out for me might be my least favorite holes in the golf course and again I don't mean that as a slight yeah. it just so happens that those you know those two holes um, I believe it was 11 and 18 were you know they stood out and I don't know that they necessarily stood out for the right reason but the other 16 holes were just so proper, so handsome, uh, so you know, in- engaging, but also right out there in front of you. <laughs> Everybody's favorite uh, cliche, but um, it's subtle. Yeah, it's I, I totally subtle. agree with you on that. Is that a fair word? Subtle, subtle. Yeah, totally subtle. Absolutely. 
I will say, and looking at the aerials too, this golf course favors a right to left shot shaper. There's a lot of holes that move that move right to left. But I think, all right, so if you have greens that are this big and this pure and this interesting, I find the contouring was not overly dramatic. It was nothing even close to gimmicky, but there was, you know, be, you know, a lot going on in different quadrants of the greens, which we're all learning as we go around. It'd be something that it would take five, six, seven, you know, 20 rounds to really learn the intricacies of, you know, what slopes you can use and things like that. But I just find golf that if you can get the ball in play off the tee pretty easily, pretty simply, you have great conditioning tee to green and you have interesting, consistent, firm and dramatic greens that you you can't not have fun. Right. I mean, the, every approach totally. shot is really fun just because of you have some space to hit it on the green yet. You know, if you want to get close to some holes, you got to take on some risk. And that's the part that I found, you know, most fun was like, hey, if I drive this not off the planet i'm gonna have a birdie opportunity right here and it's not easy it's uh, we did not rack up the birdies on this day but like it gives you a ton of opportunities and i'm coming off playing a golf course that was extremely penal off the tee so maybe that's why i remember this place fondly for just having some opportunities to you know make some stuff happen yeah and just the the gentle dog legs that uh you know the tees that we played happened to be right in that perfect spot where it's like you know Maybe I can carry it, maybe not. Uh, so having those gentle dog legs, just that little bit of movement kind of throughout, really made it engaging from the tee. I, I, that definitely stands out to me how many times you and I were sitting there kind of talking about strategy. And uh, frankly, I think we made the wrong decision more than we made the right <laughs> one. But, um, you know, super engaging off the tee with just those gentle bends uh, either around the corner or uh, just some movement in the – in the shape of the hole to get you thinking. So, yeah, I, I think that um, it, it was super fun. I think that it's very fair to, to say, you know, how fun the golf course was, uh, how engaging it was in a place that I'd love to, you know, love to be a member at or be a place that I, I go and visit over and over again. Going and playing three, four, you know, rounds in a, a week out there would be seriously awesome which is kind of interesting because you know being a country club uh, surrounded by all the resorts in the world um you know i, I think it kind of goes back to what i like in a golf course and and you know i love the resort feel but i like the players version of that and this really felt that way to me what, what do you think about yeah that? the replayability is off the charts here it was very like i would not want to play pinehurst two every day like i just would not like it, it's just tough like it's just really hard whereas here it was challenging in all the right ways but not tough like not hard on you it didn't beat you up in any way and it was you know like you said you're just eager to take that challenge on I don't I don't always walk off Pinehurst too being like let's go do it again right it's kind of like you get humbled you can get humbled pretty quickly out there if you're off whereas here it's not just totally punch you in the face if you're off on repeat but uh one of my favorite holes if we're still in the front nine here was the par five fifth uh, it's, it's, it's the edge of, as most fifth holes are that, you know, if you have nine holes that come back to the clubhouse, it's right at the edge of the property, uh, and kind of, you know, the, the first four holes kind of go, uh, South. And then this one kind of starts to turn back towards the West. And, uh, there's a whole lake that kind of frames and separates out the two nines, uh, that, that borders the left side of the fourth hole. And then the fifth tee the, on the back tee is it, the back tee is built out into the lake. Uh, which is kind of, yeah, what are we doing here with the, with the golf ball and the equipment here if we're building tees out into lakes? But, you know, it's, it looks, it's a very, very, very straight hole. And it's, a, it's not a shoot. I mean, it's wide enough that it's not like feeling like you're strangled, but there's trees down both sides and a dead straight hole. And it's just like, hey, can you hit it long and straight right here? Here's your question. 
you and I did not hit it long and straight. We both, uh, you know, entered. We went way right with our tee shots, and that was a, a regret. It's like oh, I really wanted a chance to hit this green in two because it's a par five with a with water, you know, protecting the front of the green, and but a very elevated green behind it with several different tiers, and it's a very it's an inviting shot. It's a hero shot. And uh, I think I hit a provisional and I ended up, you know, just playing my second ball for fun. It was an awesome, fun four iron over the water to get to that. But really cool tiered green that, you know, we ended up coming in with with wedges for our third or whatever shot we were playing in there. I think this was around the time that you might have entered the butthurt nation. Yeah, golly, I just had nothing today. No (laughs) juice. No juice. Um, But God, that that, that hole stands out to me on the front. Um, Anything else from the front nine or you you want to slide over to the back? Yeah, I mean the memory that I'll I'll always have is uh, the ninth hole, another par five on the back. Um, you know, watching you hit driver off the deck from like two eighty three and just peeling a cut in there, and uh, you know having a perfect position. We both made birdie on that hole. That was just again just such a proper, you know, what would be a three shot hole most of the days, but a, a fun opportunity to hit a a real long ball down there. Um, that one really stood out to me. I, I loved that one. Um, you know, and I, again, the, the, the conditions, the, the grasses for me, uh, really stood out. I know it doesn't matter what, what nine that is, but, um, the Xeon was <clears throat> significantly different than what we saw, you know, just down the road at, at Pinehurst, which is, is all Bermuda. The Xeon was fully grown in. It was, um, you know, it, it was pretty much prime where the Bermuda seemed to be lagging just just a couple weeks. What did you think about the the Xeon? I think a, a lot of courses in this area will end up moving in that direction sooner rather than later, but um, I'd love to, to hear what you think about the the fairways. Oh, gosh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a sucker for Zoysia, and you know I'm a big turf guy. Um, I hate hitting, you know, full... I hate it, hitting irons off Bermuda just in general. I think it is the hardest grass to hit irons off of. I love hitting off rye overseed, love hitting off bent, love hitting off zoysia. So that that was an itch scratch for me. Um, I find it hard to take divots off the zoysia sometimes, and I get a lot of satisfaction to have a nice pure divot, but the ball comes off so nice, so much more consistent. You just don't have to be as exact, I don't think, when striking shots. And uh, I find that really fun. And it's I agree. I wonder how long before you know past palum and zoysia just become a much more common grass in golf it seems like it's easy I, I i don't you you would know more about this than i would but it seems somewhat easier to maintain in terms of you know divot filling and year-round health and you know like i said you just don't take big pelts from it so the grass just looks so so much healthier out there and there's not a ton of divots out there in the fairway and and whatnot but it, it just seems like that there's a reason why some courses are are you know, when they're regrassing or doing renovations that they end up with something that, you know, is falling in this zoysia. There's a lot of different kinds of zoysia, but this was, this was primo. Yeah. It's just got that, that little bit of a thinner blade. So it's not totally on a tee and it can get rolling a little bit. Um, you know, they can cut it as low as they want and, and really let it, you know, if there is a little bit of a drought, lack of water, they can, they can get it browning out in the middle of the summer and it's going to run as fast as anything out there so i i love it so the 10th hole i I think you know for me the first 10 holes it's more of like a front 10 and a back eight um because you you cross over i think it's watson lake or you know a tributary of watson lake onto the final eight holes the 10th hole very fits in very well with the front it runs parallel to the first hole and then 11 as you mentioned a little bit of a bizarre hole uh you're on very elevated tee you're going way downhill, 
and it's kind of a hard hole to describe it, uh, you know, for somebody that hasn't seen it. There's like a fairway that, you know, you can play easily out to and hit like a little 250 shot out into this fairway. And then the hole bends to the right, but at the bend, there's a creek that comes across. Uh, and then there's a, a, if you take a direct line from the tee to the second fairway in front of the green, there's a bunker in your way, there's trees in your way, and a huge lake. And then the creek would play to your left if you did that. Like it's kind of a reckless play to grab driver, try to carry all the trees and get it up there only to about 75 yards in front of the green. But you know that's what we did. And if I'm playing a tournament, I think I'm playing out to this left fairway, like a 240, 250 shot, and then probably hitting like a 165 shot into the green, towards the middle of the green. But like also it's kind of fun to just pound driver on this hole. But it was, we got up there after hitting our, we hit great tee shots right there in the fairway. And we got there and I was like, I, I don't know if I would have done this again because we hit it about as good as we could have. And it looked a little, even a little tighter by the time we got up there. Gosh, there was, it was probably what, a one in four shot to be where we ended up. And it was absolutely perfect. And we proceeded to lay the sod over on the, the wedges coming in from 75 yards. So um, great hole. Um, and then, yeah, the 12th hole, really cool par five, dog legging way to the left. I think they're probably primed for a little tree removal in this one, or maybe this is the way it's intended to play is if you're down the left side, you are blocked out uh, on the way to the screen. It's just something I wish we knew when we were playing it. We could play up the right and have an angle to try to get there in two. Uh, but I, that was just a... Cool theater is the word that comes to mind for golf. Like it just looks like a proper, proper golf hole to my eye. I know I love holes that bend right to left, but this just, this just kind of scratched my itch of, and I tried a hero shot hooking one around the tree. It did not work out great, but uh, that was a hole that was one of my favorites on the back nine. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. And I, I agree with maybe some branch removal, maybe not full tree removal. It'd be different if the fairway wasn't, um, you know, as, as, canted as it was if it was a little bit more flat up there and you could actually position one up to the the right side uh fairly easily then i think it it you know makes a little bit more sense but yeah maybe just a couple of branches in that area where if you were are on the center or center left of the fairway that you do have a chance to actually hook it but i mean we were we had to hit snap hooks and we were both in the seemingly center of the fairway off the tee right um so could could definitely see that but I uh, thought that was a, a fantastic hole. I think that, um, you know, I, I like that they didn't bunker the tee shot uh, with it being as demanding as it, sure. it needs to be to have a chance. So I, I thought that that was, um, was interesting. I don't know about the, the layup. The layup seems super hard now that I'm, I'm kind of back looking at it. Yeah, it's. A, I mean, that I like. There's some proper par fives on this golf course, right? I mean, mm-hmm. if we're thinking of what the definition of a par five probably should be, you know, the ninth hole does come to mind in terms of like, yeah, you can't really even get there in two from the tees we play. Like, I hit a good drive and had to hit, still hit driver, and still couldn't quite get there. Like, that's that's probably how a par five should play more so than driver mid to long iron and get on into an easy two putt you know and so this one is you know it's asking you to hug this right side then maybe you'll have a look at it and if not like the layup's still not easy but like hey it's a par five like it's you're supposed to be you know a good score on this hole is supposed to be five uh i think you know maybe golf holes should look more like this than they do you know really easy gettable par fives but right yeah and this hole this is where you and i started thinking huh at what age do you just move to pinehurst and get one of these houses on oh this, my god <laughs> yeah on this golf course well that's the thing too about having 36 holes like this and you know i i assume not a massive membership is like you're probably not waiting on too many golf shots out here right i mean i would think that'd be a huge benefit of you know having having the two golf courses but 
I don't know about you. After 12, the course loses a little bit of steam for me. You know, 13's a par 3, 14, a dogleggish right par 4. And then, you know, it's hard. I I wish I could explain why better. It just kind of felt, I felt very distant. And, you know, you're obviously playing around this huge lake and it's, it's pretty out there, but it just felt distinctly different than the front nine. And for whatever reason, I just, I was vibing a little bit more on the front nine than I was the back nine, just the kind of subtle intricacies of that, of that side. Do you, is that similar to how you felt? Yeah, it went a little bit from a a walk in the woods to, um, you know, kind of around like lake houses and, um, felt like the intent was a little bit different. So I, I totally hear. Yeah. I did like the par three 13th. I thought that was a fun little downhiller with the lake and the, the far distance, um, but yeah, after that, I, I, I definitely hear you. I totally agree. I think this whole, um, I guess it would be the northwest corner of the property of that golf course. Um, felt like it, it lost its identity a little bit. It was a, a totally different golf course. Yeah. And it's, again, it's, it's kind of similar shots, similar greens, all those things that we were, you know, they, those things stay consistent throughout. It's just kind of, it kind of just felt like, yeah, you know, I've kind of kind of gotten the vibe on this, you know, you know, at a certain point here, but the par three 16th stood out. I mean, that was really hard for us. It was like two Oh five back into the wind. Uh, and again, another hole that once you got up there, was kind of like, Whoa, there's water and like a whole bunch of crab that can go wrong here that we maybe didn't have full appreciation, uh, from, from the tee on, but, um, that was, that was yeah. a, a fun, good long iron shot coming in. And, yeah, I know why it sticks out. To oh you. You gosh, don't please don't mention it. Please don't <laughs> mention that I birdied it. Four iron into a twenty-five mile an hour breeze no. to fifteen come feet. Come on, come on. No, I <laughs> I don't think about that too when I go to go to bed at night or anything. That was uh, that one that one saved away the memory banks. That was uh, that was a shot because I'm still working on this cut right, and it, it I got a four iron to actually move a little left to right, hold the green, and then rolled in the putt. That was that one felt good, but um. 18. Let's talk about 18. Oh boy. Okay. That's a golf. That's, I don't even know if I want to say that's a golf hole. I mean, it is, I'm trying to have a way better attitude and I've done pretty good about this on holes that I would have called silly in the past. I'm like, okay, well the challenge is right here and a good player would do this, this, and this, and they would get through this hole, right? Instead of getting, right. you know, distracted by, you know, a weirdness of a hole or you know whatever it is, it's like figure out what the challenge is here and get through it rather than get in your own head. But as as dramatically downhill as the eleventh is, you're you're going uphill with the second shot on eighteen. It's a par five. It's not long. I think it's even less than five hundred yards. But it is. It wraps around this lake, dog legs to the left, but only goes uphill in the second part of the hole. And there's a lake left, and then there's bunkers right. And the fairway really narrows at that dog leg. Almost, I almost wanted to call it like an island fairway, but it's not like you can cheat the the dog leg in any way or try to cover the water. I think it's like a 300 carry to cover the water to get yeah. to like the second half of the fairway. And then you go uphill, something, if I remember right, like, tw- like it was given me on my rangefinder. Precision Pro Rangefinder, if I may say so. Uh, it was giving me like 20 yards extra like that I needed to hit it. Like that's mm-hmm. how dramatically uphill it is. And it, the green just was, in my opinion, too dramatic for that much elevation change. And I, I don't know. What, what, do you, what are your thoughts on the 18th hole? No, it's it's the Mo Norman hole. It's a, a wedge long iron driver to get there. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, very, very odd golf hole. There's absolutely no reward for you know, hitting a, a good driver. Um, 
And then, yeah, I mean, you hit that that utility iron that was screaming up there. And gosh, just to get it up there, period, is such a good shot. And then, I mean, it's an auto double bogey from behind that green. So, yeah, it was extremely dramatic. And, and maybe we're just being silly. Maybe it's it's one of those things where you, you know, you hit an iron out into the first part of the fairway, hit an iron, you know, up by the uh, the fairway bunker and just hit an uphill, you know, another iron to the green and then it's not too bad but um i felt like we we both tried to play aggressive i had to lay up and still had nothing going into that green um you know and then your your two iron just was was dead it's it's but it very, wasn't like, very very dramatic that ridge on that that 18th green yeah but it wasn't like i, I got up there and i was like man i should have laid this up because like the, the layup kind of stinks too because you're up you're gonna be hitting on this upslope still and i was kind of almost worried about balls rolling backwards you know and there's a yeah. ton of divots there from members that you know can't get up the hill or take a while to get up the hill or you see where balls collect and everything and I get there's a you need to get back to the clubhouse. I just thought, you know, once you got up there and saw how crazy the green was too and how dramatic the green was. And listen, I learned my lesson. Like you never want to be long of that hole. But like I said, at the same time, you're worried about balls rolling back to your feet, uh, trying to get up this slope. And I'm looking on Google, Google Earth, and it's it it says it's about forty five feet up the hill from the fairway to the green. I don't I don't have any reference for that. Does that that doesn't seem like a lot? That number doesn't seem like a lot to me, but it, it it's hard to describe how dramatic it actually was in person. I don't know how good those elevation numbers are on Google Earth, but is forty five yeah, feet I mean, a lot? Four story building that seems that seems like quite a climb. I guess that's a good point. Yeah, so it, it left me with I four putt. Listen, I four putted for you know from behind the green and made bogey, <laughs> so it left a bad taste in my mouth. That's probably why I'm a little bitter, but uh, it's maybe it's a little little bit of a silly finish, but and I. It, it's one thing to walk off a hole and be like, ah, gosh, I would have played that differently now that I've seen it. I'm okay with that. But it's it's another thing to walk off one and be like, dude, I don't even know what I would do differently there because I feel right. like I, that's kind of the way I would have done it, and I still made bogey. So, Yeah, it's it's you know it's, it's interesting. We saw it coming in. It's on the way to the clubhouse, and um, when you're passing it, my thought was, huh, that's <sighs> interesting. I wonder how that's going to go. And then when you actually go and play it, it, it kind of felt that way as well. So. Um, yeah, interesting hole, but anyways, I think the, the golf course at large, you know, hosting this U S junior and some, I think they're going to host some women in, in a couple of years as well. Um, could be mistaken there, but I mean, pretty darn good championship test. Wouldn't you agree? Oh yeah. I mean, the, we didn't play it all the way back, but we, it, you know, we played 6,900. It felt shorter than that. It felt, it, it felt more like 66, just the way the ball rolled and it just didn't. You know what I mean? I, if we'd have played it all the way back, I don't think we would have been hindered really in any way. It didn't feel like a no. crazy long golf course. Um, I don't know about future events that they're hosting, but yes, the U.S. Junior is coming. I don't know the date of that. I probably should, but it's coming soon. How about that? Coming very soon here too. Uh, <laughs> but I, yeah, like I said, I still walked off the golf course being like, I'd love to play that one again, or I'd love to flip over and play mm -hmm. the Cardinal. Um, I know that this is ranked as the third best golf course in North Carolina. Um, I, I buy that. I, I don't know if that would it would fall there on my list, but it wasn't. I I don't. I'm not played them all. I don't, I don't know how to how to fill out that list. But uh, walking off, it was like, yep, that makes a lot of sense. This is a a really yep. good fun golf course. Yep, 100. percent I think Neil's going to potentially be up there for the uh, the member guest. So I'll be curious to see what. Uh, what that what his reaction is to that golf course but yeah that would be the perfect way to consume this in my opinion is he the member of the guest because you know i, I can't keep <laughs> track knows? where he's playing all these days 
Strat boys aren't who they think they are or how, who they, who you think they are. So yeah. any final thoughts? Yeah, but I, I'd love to, I'd love to be out here. I mean, like, you know, I, again, it's kind of, uh, one of those things, but what a great place to just, you know, ride around in a golf cart and play as much golf as, as possible. Yeah. Um, on that 36 hole facility. Yeah. I could, I could spend out, spend my re- remaining days at country club in North Carolina for sure. So yes, 100%. All right, Ben. People were great too. I mean, they yeah. were, they were super, super great hosts. They were very, very nice. You great know, lunch really nice, so. afterwards there yep. in the, in the clubhouse, cool little system, how they do it with walking up to the bar and ordering sandwiches or whatnot. It was, it was, it was a great vibe. I, I, I would love to visit again. And I uh, greatly appreciate them having us out. So yeah. we'll wrap it at that. Thank you, Ben. And uh, thanks for tuning into the Crash Course Podcast. And we'll see you soon, buddy. Awesome. See ya. Mm-hmm.